So full disclosure, right? Today's um, uh, today's story, I suppose, is not yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh my god, my face is like hot, like hot from the wine. Two glasses of wine. Had two, but also those two glasses of wine were half a bottle. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. (laughs) That was not a standard drink, Skylar. Yeah. So fuck you, Miss Bartender. That's how you make a margarita. I don't know how to bake. Yes, what? Don't worry, continue. <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to fucking say. Sorry. Wait, burp. <laughs> I won't don't burp. eat dinner. Don't eat dinner and drink wine before recording a podcast. Oh, what? Although I... our sound is so shit that it's like it doesn't fuck. even matter. It um, doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, I was trying to say something. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Okay. 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 <laughs> so full disclosure that this topic is. Slightly, I would say sadder than last yeah. week's. It's sadder than nine people carking it seriously <laughs> on a mountain. I think that, well, I mean, because I feel like it's though there was a slight, like, emotional disconnect between that and, but like, evil. you know, the theories and, like, the Yeti and, like, it was fun and it was, like, fresh oh, <laughs> and so funky. Gonna, so this is going to depress that one singular. This is not, no, I didn't go, Jeff. like, it's not, like, serial killer type, but. For anybody who needs trigger warnings, because it's 2020, am I right, yo? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trigger warning. Um, drug addiction. Spicy. Uh, overdoses, murder, I don't even know, stuff. Bad so is things. it a bit like Pulp Fiction? Yes. That's not too bad. No, it's not. We all... Are we ready to know what we are talking about today? I'm so ready. For the other full up. disclosure that I want to make is that I do a shit ton of notes, right? And I go to all different sources and whatever, but I can never be fucked to read through my notes after I'm finished with them. So this may make no sense, but I'm going to roll with it. So you haven't organized anything really. You just have. I've organized of- all of this, but Jesus, I haven't that's gone very back. impressive. I haven't gone back to actually read. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I yeah. just insert things where I think that it fits, but it might not. Mate, we're going to go with it. We're ready to rumble. Let's. Fucking do it. So today we are going to be talking about <laughs> yeah. Sid and Nancy. Do you know who Sid and Nancy are? Sid Vicious. Fuck yeah, buddy. Fucking yeah, the boys. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I, I like this I, one. Actually, I started doing um, Roswell, which I don't know if you know Roswell. No, I don't. Roswell is aliens, but like, like big in the US, it's like synonymous with Area 51, like big alien UFO coming down. And there was just so much. And I was like, I'm not going to get this done in 24 I, I hours. I had like two up. hours to do it last night. I was like, I'm not going to have time. As you can tell, everybody, or Jeff, we're very organized. Absolutely. Very organized. I mean, we could make that a two-part I reckon it should need to be a couple of parts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> multiple um, parts. Multiple parts. <laughs> all the parts. Um, okay. And Skylar did say <laughs> on Sunday that she was going to do episode three. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that goes. Look, it's going to be organized, but I'm really, I'm stressed about it. We'll we'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. Okay, right now. Okay. All right. So, yes. Sid Vicious, the bassist for the Sex Pistols, and his infamous girlfriend, Nancy Spungen, were deemed the Romeo and Juliet of the punk scene. Their love story ended with Nancy bleeding out on the bathroom floor in the Chelsea Hotel, and Vicious charged with her murder, although he wouldn't live to see his trial dying of a heroin overdose less than four months after Nancy's murder. 
Their oh. reputation as one of the music industry's most notorious couple has far outweighed Sid Vicious's own success as a musician, and to this day, people still ask the question, who killed Nancy Spungen? Now, how the fuck is that for an introduction, bro? Mate, mate, <laughs> mate, mate, mate. <laughs> Jesus, that's so, I, 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 I know of the couple, yeah, and I know who's Sid, who's Sid Vicious. You've seen is. the black and white pictures and been like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we were around grunge, grunge, during the bro. time of the punk era in the 70s, my God, would we be in a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> we would be. So oh, my dead. God. It yeah. would not be a good time. Like they're they're very punk, but like oh. I don't know the story behind. I just know that oh, he 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 murdered his girlfriend. And well, to me, he, I don't well, know. Did he though? But we're gonna get to that surely. Fuck yeah, we are. Fuck yeah, we are. Yeah. Who killed Nancy Spongebob? All I can think about right now is ice cream. Yeah, fuck yeah, that ice cream's going to be dope. It's going to be so So just for context, in Australia at the moment, Messina and Cornettos are doing <laughs> are doing a team up of, of, of epic proportions, and I had one last night. And so I was like, hey. <laughs> Scarlett was like, ice cream? And I was like, ice cream. And she was like, should we go to Coles? I was like, yeah, let's go to Coles. And then I was like, so guess what? You'll never guess. <laughs> But Messina and Cornetto are doing an epic team up <laughs> on proportions that no one has ever seen before. Delicious. Delicious. Fuck me up. Okay, anyway, now let's talk it. about drug addiction and murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about drug addiction and murder. Full disclosure that we do not <laughs> we do not find drug yeah, addiction. Yeah, here on the, uh, on the or anything uh, funny. The way that Skylar and I deal with any emotional problems that we potentially have or processing anything <laughs> is to laugh uncomfortably <laughs> and make yeah. inappropriate jokes. Exactly, but that's why it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to begin with Sid Vicious's life story up until when he meets Nancy. I know and then all about Sid Vicious. We'll go, well, I'm keen for your two cents. Oh, and then yes. we'll go into Nancy's upbringing and up until she meets Sid Vicious. Yes. And then we'll go into how it all becomes what it is. You know what I mean? I'm really keen on this one. I'm all excited. Right. I didn't want to go too heavy. And I started you it as well and had a brain aneurysm. Yeah. It's like, okay, i got to find something easier. <laughs> I just had a minor stroke, so I had to <laughs> change the topic. Yeah, I've still got it. Like, I've got the draft and I've got it there. And I'm like, I will come back to you. I just don't know when. That's, you need more time. I, I need more time. time. I need more time for that one. Okay. So, born Simon John Ritchie on the 10th of May, 1957 in Lewisham to John and Anne Ritchie, Sid and his mother shortly after his birth moved to Ibiza, expecting to be joined by his father, who was so supposed to be supporting them financially until he arrived. However, once the first few checks didn't arrive, Anne realised he wasn't coming. <laughs> Which is not funny, but I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And allegedly, she began selling cannabis to make a living. Um, she later married Christopher Beverly in 1965 before setting up a family home back in Kent. Six months later, Christopher Beverly died of cancer and Sid and his mum moved around a lot before settling in Hackney in East London. And did and would for the rest of her life struggle with an intense addiction to drugs. That is so depressing. It's like, like, oh, both the, the thing that I've realized from like doing the research on these two is that both of them, like, it's that kind of thing of like nature versus nurture on how someone ends up. And like, if they had a certain kind 
of upbringing and if they were maybe in like a more modern era then their problems and their mental health issues and all of this kind of stuff would have been addressed properly would have been acknowledged yeah Yeah. even acknowledged yeah exactly like nancy is someone who was demonized in the press and the media because of misogynists and like people being fucking disgusting um but she just she was schizophrenic and like she was diagnosed schizophrenic and like nobody like it was fucked you know that's really fucked up. So do you get what I mean when I'm like, it's not going to be as fun it's as gonna, last time? This, this may be a bit of a morbid um It's a bit of a podcast. morbid one, but at the same time, it's music, you know, and I work for a record label and you already know about Sid Vicious. So it's kind of like we, we had to, like It'd be God himself to. wanted us <laughs> to chat shit about the death of two... <laughs> penultimate individuals in the punk era of the 70s and 80s god when i asked to sit here in my bedroom talking absolute shit absolutely ruining our postures my back is so sore well you made a fucking choice to sit against nothing cross-legged on a bed yeah all right all right continue with the fucking story So Sid first met John Lydon, Lydon, which, mm. look, I'm not, I didn't check the pronunciations of these British names, but. You don't need to. No one cares. No one cares? No Brilliant. One cares. He's the lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so some people might fucking So care. someone might be like, <laughs> someone might be like, excuse me. Oh, you... So he met him um, first in 1973 when they were both students at Hackney Technical College. The name Sid Vicious came after Lydon's pet hamster, Sid, bit Richie, eliciting Richie's response, Sid is really vicious. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so the term Sid vicious came because Sid was like, damn, your hamster's really vicious after he bit him. Are you fucking serious? And that's where Sid vicious came from. Is that for real? That's for realties. Oh my god, I thought it was going to be something way cooler <laughs> than a rat. But it was, the name Sid vicious is not cool. Like, if you, if someone walked up to you and was like, like, they weren't famous at this point. So, like, if someone walked up to you and was like, my name's Sid, Sid vicious. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you wank into a cup every night? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what? No, because no like, that's not cool. No one is born with surely. Does anyone have that as a last name? Vicious. Vicious. Is that well, a last chances name? are someone does. And that one person listens to this podcast. And that one person. Be offended. Yeah. Talk shit. Go for it. Talk shit on Vicious. I want to see what you've got. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the name is cool if you're like a punk. If you're a punk, a punk, <laughs> a punk. <laughs> you've lost me. A punk, uh, a chunky punk. A rocker. chunky punk. Uh, no, if you're like a like a punk rocker and you're a famous, you know, musician and your name's Sid Vicious, that's acceptable. But if your name's just Sid Vicious, <laughs> if your name dick. was Simon Ritchie and then he rocked up to work one day and was like, Sid Vicious, not Simon Ritchie anymore, <laughs> motherfucking Sid Vicious. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like, Ew. that dude would have no, he would, there would be no pussy for like a solid <laughs> 10 years. There would be no pussy. Like the fucking Sahara Desert. Um, okay, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Mm. So according to Leiden, he and Vicious used to busk for money with Vicious playing tambourine. They would play mm. Alice Cooper covers and people would pay them to stop playing. Oh, that is so tragic. But they got money, mate. Like, the fucking people hustle. People paid them to stop playing. I would make a shit ton of noise in a hallway if someone would throw money at me to stop. <laughs> That's the easiest way to make money possible. That would actually be fantastic. It would be excellent. Maybe I should quit my job. See, stop pitting people who don't need it. There's yeah. people dying in Africa. Jeez, <laughs> alright. The darkest side of Vicious's personality started to emerge when he assaulted enemy journalist Nick Kent with a motorbike chain. 
On another occasion at the Speakeasy, a London nightclub frequented by rock stars of the day, he threatened BBC DJ and old Grey Whistle Test presenter Bob Harris. So essentially what that's like setting up is the fact that Vicious clearly had like anger issues. So Zid, Sid, Sid, Vicious Sid Vicious is actually a rat. A vi- a he's vicious. actually a bit vicious. He's a bit of a vicious rat himself. Fucking absolutely. I would Motherfucker say so. Motherfucker needs to calm down. Absol- absolutely. Anyway, continue. But I think, yeah, like his dad abandoned him. His mom's a drug addict. He. I mean, yeah, bad vibes. Yeah, like, bad vibes. Don't bad attack people with Don't things. attack people. Don't attack people with like, Clearly chains. he's got like this big like anger and he's he's young at this point. And so he's being immersed in this scene. How old is he supposed to be at this point? Well, at this point, I'm pretty sure he's still, no, I'm pretty sure he's, he dies at the age of 21. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I did not And Nancy that. dies when she's 20. Jesus fucking Christ. How are they so young and yeah, so famous? Right? So I'm pretty sure at this point, before he joined Sex Pistols, I think he's 17. Like, this would be like the 16, 17-year-old area, region of life. And so he's been introduced to this scene where, like, people are promoting, like, a certain vibe of, like, what makes you cool and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously seeing that people... Whilst they recognise that it's a problem, he's clearly getting positive reinforcement from the way that he's acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I yeah. He was that young. I wanted. I kind of wanted to keep that as, like, at the end, be like, Sid Vicious was 21 years old when he died. But oh, then at the same time, it. it's like, I feel like it's a good thing to have, like, a full perspective of, like, these were kids. They were kids. And their death can both be attributed to the media. It can be attributed to their parents. It can be attributed to the punk scene in general like and fame and like the hollywood cycle and all these kinds of things oh god yeah jesus yeah. christ i had no idea yeah here we go see this is what i like the, I like the vague like you know what's going on but you don't really understand because everyone knows about sid and nancy right Fuck yeah. but like you don't like oh i mean maybe i'm just a daft 21 year old no so, i didn't know but much about i sid didn't nancy. know they yeah. were that young that is ridiculous yeah jesus yeah so, Vicious joined the band The Flowers of Romance in 1976. Mm-hmm. He appeared with Susie and the Banshees, playing drums at their not- notorious first gig at the 100 Club Punk Festival in London's Oxford Street. Um, so, those are two bands that he played in yeah. kind of like before. Mm-hmm. Um, according to members of The Damned, Vicious was considered for the position of lead singer, but he failed to show up to the audition. Vicious later stated that they had intentionally withheld information regarding the audition as an act of jealousy to ensure Vicious did not arrive. He wasn't able to let this go, and at the dam's performance at day two of the 100 Club Punk special, intoxicated and amphetamine-fueled, Vicious hurled his glass at the stage. He was aiming at Dave Babian, which I believe was the lead singer at the time of, of the damned, um, but he missed, and the glass shattered against a pillar and partially blinded a girl in one eye. So Vicious oh. was arrested the next day and imprisoned at Ashford Remand Centre. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is probably, like, one of the first instances of his, like, drug and alcohol problems abuse. fueling, like, him and his abuse, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Like, his, his, him abusing substances, causing him, like, someone else being, like... He threw a glass and partially blinded someone. Yeah. But, like, I'm not saying that it's normal, but I've definitely seen people throw glasses at walls before. Yeah, and obviously when you do that, you don't think... That it's got to blind someone. I mean, what a name, you got to say. What yeah. Like, Christ. that's an, yeah. That's a bit. It's not good and it's fucked and no. you shouldn't have done it. But if you do do that, you're not going to think that it's going to, like, permanently blind someone. No. <laughs> it's a bad, I'm laughing, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> not, no, 
No, it's not mm, funny. Well, that is funny. It's I'm not just saying that's really intense. Skylar, I laugh at stressful things. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicious was asked to join the Sex Pistols after Glenn Matlock's departure, who was the previous bass player, uh-huh. in February 1977, due to Vicious being present at every single gig. So he essentially went to every Sex Pistol gig, and then once the bass, um, the bass player was asked to leave, I think, because he didn't get along with the lead singer. Um, they were like, hey, <laughs> why don't you join? He didn't even know how to fucking play the bass guitar. He would hit, oh, okay. This oh, seems like, <clears throat> sorry, that's just my, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. Either way, it's not going to affect you, dear listener. It's not like it's as though it's a viral. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was really lame. Oh, that's amazing. gross. Lamer than Sid Vicious? <laughs> <laughs> Lamer than Sid Vicious. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I completely forgot what we were talking about. Uh, like... Yeah. Train of thought. Fucking off the rails. Gone. Gone. Absolutely Sorry. disappeared. Sorry. Um, yeah, he didn't know how to play the bass guitar. That's what, yeah, That's I was what we were talking say, about. How do you just like suddenly become a, a insanely famous bass guitarist and you don't actually know how to play? Yeah. He, yeah, um, I don't think I wrote it down, but he said, he was like, I don't understand why people go on about learning the guitar and how hard it is. Like, I just played some strings and you make some fucking music. <laughs> I was like, okay. Maybe he just because people Bruh, have check a natural... your fucking privilege. <laughs> maybe they have a, like, maybe he just has, like, a natural gift for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have been. I don't know, it's so hard. <laughs> I tried playing guitar once and I have tiny rat hands and just wouldn't fit around the neck of the guitar and it's got, ugh, so tragic. It wasn't going to happen. Tragic. No, it, it does. Was... Like, I have smaller hands than you and you just need to, like, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I don't have the patience Work for it. it. Maybe um, that's the underlying problem. Maybe I'm just really angry. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Um, so although he was in the band, he couldn't play well and had no bass guitar experience, as previously stated. So guitarist Steve Jones played bass on the band's debut album, Nevermind the Bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols. He was also absent for the recording of the album Bodies because he, went ho- he was in hospital for hepatitis, most likely from his drug use. Sid. Sid. Had hip. Sid this year. Sid Vicious. Yeah, he had hepatitis because of um, they. I don't think it was ever like properly confirmed because the medical records are obviously private, but um, people assume that it was because of his drug use. God, it's so intense with someone so young. Yeah, it's it's wild. There is where we will leave leave Sid Vicious for the moment. Okay, and let's fucking take it back (laughs) to Nancy Sponges. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Nancy. Let's roll that shit. I know nothing about Nancy. You know nothing about Nancy? I know nothing about Nancy. I think Nancy. she's far more interesting than Sid Vicious. Obviously, he's trash. Um, <laughs> I, know no- I know nothing about her other than she was knocked off by a dickhead boyfriend. Yeah. That's all I know Allegedly. about her. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. So, Nancy was born on February 27th, 1958, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital to Frank and Deborah Spundrum. Very cute. She was born with severe cyanosis, a bluish-purplish discoloration that happens as a result of oxygen deprivation. So when I tried to look it up, a lot of the pictures were just, like, fucking disgusting-looking hands. Creepy baby hands. Yeah, that were, like, super blue and, like, gross and, like, I mean, obviously terrible for the babies. 100%. I'm not trying Someone's to, like, minimize that. Someone's going to come to you about being mean about tiny blue baby hands. Well, it's gross, and I'm sure the babies <laughs> would agree with me. Like, I don't think they particularly want to have blue hands. Sorry, I want to quickly Google it. <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? Um, it's called cyanosis. So C-Y-A-N-O-S-I-S. I was going to have a quick look. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a quick little. So I'm just gonna have a quick squeeze. 
Um, uh, uh, mm. I'm sorry, it's taking way longer than, um, than a, ew, <laughs> ew. See, this is what I meant. Oh yeah, that's fucking gross. But see, like, yes, we are being insensitive and I will acknowledge that fact. I think it's wrong of us to say ew and gross and it's something people live with. But at the same time, I don't think that they are necessarily stoked that they have cyanosis. And so, you know, it's like, I'm sure they look at their hands and are like, ew, gross. You know what I mean? Oh man, that is so intense. I can't, I, I can't look away. Yeah. I can't stop looking at it. So she had that as a baby, right? Oh wow. Yep. Sorry. And she also nearly died of oxygen deprivation after being choked by her umbilical cord during delivery. Oh. So no. she always died as a baby essentially while she, she was being born. She had a difficult what what they call a difficult delivery. The first the first few hot minutes of her life weren't exactly that spicy. And they don't really go much better after that. So she appeared yeah, to have suffered no brain damage and was released from the hospital eight days after birth. Okay. Um, so she scored superior on an intelligence quotient test at five and was able to skip the third grade. Although she excelled academically, she had very few friends. Nancy was a temperamental child who exhibited violent behavior. She allegedly threatened to kill her babysitter with scissors and attempted to batter her psychiatrist who accused her of acting out for attention, which is like such like 70s psychiatry but i mean really poor form on yeah. on behalf of that psychiatrist absolutely you're acting out for attention darling oh, <laughs> you're gonna get stabbed <laughs> That's what your in the parents face. say okay the psychiatrist is the one who's supposed to be like yeah but this is why she's acting out for yeah. attention oh, you know this is this is just like all of this when you when you see really famous people that have hectic issues. It's just a combination of shit that's built up Absolutely. to lead to this point. You know, like with Amy Winehouse, there are so many things. Oh, my things. God. We'll there do are, an episode on her. Oh, like, God. That is like, oh There are God. so many things that led to her death that could have probably stopped it. And it's so sad. Yeah. It's the people around her that didn't care enough. You know? Exactly. Absolutely. And it's the same with these guys, obviously. It was tragic. Yeah. Um. So at age 11, she was expelled from public school for being absent from class for more than two weeks. After this, her parents enrolled her in a boarding school, which she shortly ran away from and attempted suicide by cutting her wrists with scissors. Um, Every single source, because both um, Nancy and Sid kind of attempt suicide a couple of times, which is very sad and absolutely terrible. But every source is like slit their wrists. And I think it's so like gratuitous. Yeah. The term slit, like it's just so nasty Mm. and like intense and gross and like what, like, it's just so much so I've changed it always to like cut because I just think it's, yeah it seems yeah I don't know it's so unnecessary I you think so I don't know anyway so at 15 her psychiatrist diagnosed her with schizophrenia mm. um while she was spending time admitted in a mental institution mm. so a very tumultuous and also during a time when a not great for women right just Obviously. in general and not great for mental health and specifically not great for women with mental health you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, not doing great. So, Nancy began attending the University of Colorado Boulder at the age of 16. So, she was, like, a fucking genius. Wow. Yeah, she was a genius. Um, but five months into her freshman year, she was arrested for purchasing marijuana from an undercover police officer, which, you know, like, same. Oh, <laughs> which, you know, like, same. Oh, this is so sad. It's, like, such a waste of, of a of a. Like potential, yeah. Yeah, it's such a waste of, of potential. It's just, oh, yeah. that's horrendous. But is there, like, is there any info on like her family? What her family was like? Did she come yeah. from a similar upbringing 
as Sid Vicious? No, so her she... family was pretty, like, seemed pretty standal- standard, like, Midwestern, middle-class family. Um, her parents definitely saw – she had other siblings, which she – um, she was super protective of her brother, but she mm. hated her sister, so she was really violent towards her. Okay. And, like, her parents kind of were the type of parents who were like, she's the problem child. Um, they sent shipped her away to boarding school, obviously. And Which is like, exactly what you do wanna... with a problem child, yeah, they were obviously. Just like... And the boarding school is where she um, ran away from and tried yeah. to commit suicide. So, like, I think, like, they were probably pretty average parents, but they definitely didn't seem to be emotionally – equipped to deal with a child who was who was suffering from mental health problems yeah yeah so yeah not not tumultuous in the sense that like Sid Sid's was where it was like legit like a parent who was completely absent a drug addicted mother moving around all the time like all that kind of stuff like not to that degree I suppose but like it's hard to compare because arguably Nancy was dealing with like some really intense mental health problems in a period of time where there was just no no helping anybody who was like that except for locking them up like for life yeah you know what I mean yeah um so later she was also arrested for storing stolen property in her dorm room and the university decided to expel her her father accepted a plea bargain for her which resulted in her being banished from the state of Colorado how badass is that she got banished Banished from from the the state state of of Colorado. Colorado I mean, is it bad that I'm impressed? I'm fucking, like, I wish. That's rock and roll. I wish, like, South Australia was just like, nah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you don't know. If you I just... got a formal letter from, nah. like, the Premier being like, just, nah. just please don't come back, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I would have peaked. Oh. That will be the day I peak. Nah. I will not peak until that happens. You want to be banned from I'll go cough on someone in Melbourne. You want to be banned from Tasmania? Watch them have a fucking meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) No, you want to be banned from Tasmania because, like, what's in Tasmania? Fuck all. (gasps) Apparently it's fun, though. No, fuck that tiny little creepy shithole, man. You don't need it. You don't need Tasmania. To all our listeners in Tasmania, (laughs) (laughs) we Uh, love and support you and your tiny island. To all of our Jeffs Apparently it's it's beautiful and there's lots of, like, trees and shit. They've got some gnarly festivals. I've been told, but also can't be bothered, and I'm probably It's fucking expensive to go down there, though. They really capitalised upon the fact that there's, like, a tiny strip of water between us, and they're like, nah, we'll charge you an extra grand. Assholes. It's like, bitch, fuck you. (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, Tasmania. All right, so Nancy left home at 17 and moved to New York City, where she worked as a stripper and a prostitute. Oh. At the age of 17, by herself in New York City. Um, She arrived right as the punk movement was blowing up and the heroin epidemic in New York City was peaking. Um, She quickly became known around town as a groupie and followed bands such as Aerosmith, Bad Company, the New York Dolls and the Ramones. In 1977, she moved to London. Um, Some people say she was like following uh, two other bands there, which I didn't write down because it kept on being like allegedly followed these bands. And I was like, weird about that shit. Yeah, I didn't really care. Um, So I didn't write the names down. So she potentially followed some bands there. Um, anyway, so she moved to London and met the Sex Pistols, where she met and began pursuing Sid Vicious. Um, allegedly, she, first she was um, pursuing John, I think it was John Lydon, the lead the, singer. The singer. But, um, Sid was notoriously shy in his, like, personal life. Oh. And so she kind of became more attracted to him. Um, most people found Nancy to be abrasive and crass, but many said that Sid and Nancy were made for each other and they quickly started dating. So Sid and Nancy. <laughs> so now we're here. Now we're here. We arrived. Now we are here. 
Um, so Sid and Nancy were inseparable, but the other members of the Sex Pistols hated Nancy with a burning passion. Why? The animosity Why? went so far as to have her banned from their 1978 tour. Um, Vicious responded by behaving erratically, at one point smashing an audience member over the head with his bass guitar. In oh Dallas. my god! Yeah, so they like they became like like inseparable soulmate, like completely codependent on each other. That's just not healthy. That's not healthy. Very Plus, unhealthy. they both had like drug addiction and were like abusing substances. So this is all just like a, a big shit story. It's basically. like a giant. Like it feels like as though it's like buzzing, 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 going, 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 and at some point something is gonna break you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like pressure and like intensity i'm feeling stressed just listening to as it. you should oh <laughs> you but should. it's actually stressing me out so the band would not survive that tour and they disbanded in january of 1978 i didn't focus too much on the band because i'm focusing on sid and nancy and no like, what happened with them about the band. well sex pistols some people will argue. again if anyone's offended by that shut up yeah yeah nice <laughs> nice that really that i can tell that that really would have hit home with them yeah <laughs> i'll show you so their manager malcolm mclaren later admitted to trying to have nancy kidnapped and put on a plane back to new york though the couple's inability to be apart rendered that plane impossible that plan impossible literally tried to kidnap tried the to girl kidnap the and bitch. send her back to new york because she was that much of a pest yeah <laughs> what do you think she was doing I just think she was being a fucking badass like people constantly people are like constantly being like she's so obnoxious she's abrasive she's mean like she's crude she's crass she doesn't give a fuck she's loud she also during a period of time when like heroin chic was like she essentially brought the movement of heroin chic to the UK but she was also a little bit chunky like us like she wasn't super super skinny whereas most of the other groupies were like just doing anything to please the band members and were being super like nice and polite would do anything they said and they were super skinny and like gorgeous whereas nancy kind of had like a normal she looked like a normal girl yeah but also looked like a badass as well we love that yeah we love that. so she like people didn't like her at all but sid vicious loved her well arguably that's what happens when you're a boss. Yeah. So although Vicious had a pre-existing addictive relationship with drugs, which hindered the band, um, Nancy was blamed for fueling their mutual addictions with the Sex Pistols tour manager, Neil Stevenson, stating that Sid began to dislike everything except heroin and Nancy. You can't be on your phone while we're recording. I'm looking at pictures of them. Well, yeah, they're fucking hot as fuck. No, he's nasty. No, he is na- nasty. He is nasty. <laughs> It's nasty. Like she, but, like they look cool. like a badass couple. Well, I mean, yeah, but also, oh my god, he looks like an uncooked piece of spaghetti. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yes, he definitely has that. Um, I don't eat for days because I do heaps of drugs. Look about him. Yeah, legit. Sorry. Anyway, back to back to the back podcast. to it. So I always had to look at pictures. No, that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Visual aids are important. Yeah, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of at some point we'll post pictures somewhere when we eventually if anyone gives a fuck to listen yeah we'll see we'll see um so so yeah so he began to dislike everything except heroin and nancy his self-destructive attention-seeking behavior even stretched to self-harming with the serrated lid of a heinz baked beans tin while he and nancy would burn each other's arms with cigarettes so just unhealthy shit, you Jeez. know, just Jesus. unhealthy shit. 
oh no 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 yeah see that's not cool that's not that's not cool and these these two were like being absolutely like idolized by so much of the youth during that time people still the sex refer to Sid and Nancy absolutely Sid and Nancy Sid and Nancy that is the most unhealthy toxic fucking relationship I think I've ever heard of. Yeah, and that's why I feel like as though the Romeo and Juliet comparison is actually probably sound because people oh, still absolutely. are like, I love like Romeo and Juliet. It's like, yeah, I love between a 13 year old and yeah. a fucking like 18 year old and then they both commit suicide. Like, it's tragic. Tragic. It's fucking tragic. It's that's disgusting. That's not romantic. Not that's at all. fucking tragic. It's, it's a tragedy. Gross, and I hate it. It's bad juju, guys. Bad the worst juju. fucking juju. <laughs> worst juju. Um, so the media dubbed Nancy nauseating Nancy, which like fucking world class. Who wants a Pulitzer Prize for that fucking name? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's trash. That's really bitchy. As well. Not nice. It's bitchy, but also can't you think of something that's like snappier, a bit more, a bit more spicy? Yeah, for sure. Like nauseating Nancy. Like I just yawned. Like ew, that's the media, longer. The media is so drab. It's disgusting. Um. Okay. So for her frequent public displays of verbal abuse and violence, and she was usually written off as a destructive junkie, a low life, and a bad influence on everyone she met. Um. After the Sex Pistols broke up in January 1978, Nancy and Sid spiraled further into their drug abuse, accompanied by domestic by domestic violence, with Vicious allegedly attacking Nancy. During this time, Nancy was also acting as Sid's manager. So they're just fucking spiraling and spiraling and like she's his manager now. So there's nobody in the picture who's controlling anything. There's no third party. It's Not at all. Those two. And they both have a record deal. They're both getting paid millions of dollars. Like it's just, I just, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what would have helped. I don't know how to help. But, like, I feel like they needed someone Some, in their someone, life. Someone, like, where were her parents? Where were her parents? She left. They let her leave. She See, was what the fuck? Yeah. I'm telling you now, if I had a kid. And they left and ran away to New York at the age of 16. I would drag their ass back. And, oh, my God, I can't even. I can't even. That kid wouldn't leave my side. Absolutely. I also, leave my side because I just realized problem, I said. If you've got a traumatic kid, you don't just, like, let them fuck off you don't let them leave you keep them close to you because how else are you going to heal them man just leave <laughs> what the fuck is that no, you go man you keep going it really makes me angry listening oh as it sorry. should no it's okay wait poor parenting that's fucked i think yeah i think that him. neither of them had particularly good role models or anyone who was there setting boundaries and they were just being given like every opportunity well you're literally money, a child full access to drugs like you just are a child completely. earning an outrageous amount of money. Idolized no... by, like, hundreds of thousands of people who idolized them and loved them. Of course they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. Like, of course. Yeah. Would have been fucked. I probably would have been a, a giant asshole. A giant asshole. You're not already? A rich giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> a rich giant asshole. Also, I just realized retrospectively I did use the term prostitute sex worker. Oh, yeah, like, sex like worker. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so on October the 12th, 1978, the 20-year-old Nancy Spungen's body was found by a bellman in a pool of blood under the sink in the bathroom of their room in the Hotel California where they'd been living. She had suffered from a single fatal stab wound to her abdomen, and the knife that made the wound reportedly belonged to Vicious. Vicious himself was found wandering the hallway, reportedly wailing about how he'd killed her. 
The night before, the pair had hosted a party in their room and Vicious had swallowed around 30 tablets of two and all and was comatose for most of the night as guests came and went. Jesus. So according to New York Magazine, the night of the murder went as follows. At 2.30 a.m., Nancy asked Rockets Red Glare, who will come back into it later. Mm. Um, he was a part-time bodyguard for Vicious and also was an actor and stand-up comedian. Um, so Nancy asked him to go and get some Dilaudids. 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 It's an opioid painkiller. That that get the words up the top there. Dilaudids. Dilaudids. Have no idea. Yeah, it's a weird word that one. Um, so at around seven thirty a.m., so this is five hours later, female moans were heard from the room by other guests of the hotel. At 10 a.m., Vicious called down to the front desk asking for help, and at 11 a.m., he called the police to say he had found his girlfriend dead. He was immediately arrested and charged with second-degree murder. It is stated that he initially confessed to the crime, stating, I did it because I'm a dirty dog, but later denied it, stating that he was asleep when she died. There are witnesses that say that Vicious had taken more barbiturates than should be possible for a human to survive that night, and was knocked out cold at the time of the murder. He pleaded not guilty and was released on bail, paid for by Virgin Records, his label at the time. Are you serious? His record label paid his bail. His record label paid his bail yeah. after he was he allegedly murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. And they paid him off. Fucking. Good gang. But also... So when I say I work for corporate evil... What I fucking mean. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love it. But that is terrible, dude. But this is what I mean when I say he could have gotten away with fucking setting the sun on fire. You know what? Anyone probably could have gotten away with setting the sun on fire. Um, but like setting the sun out, out, putting it out. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That was a that was a terrible uh, example. That was that was shocking. I pulled. I think I pulled it back. Fucking pulled it back. <laughs> pulled it back. Anyway, he could get away with anything, and he was twenty-one years old. He's twenty. So what? She's twenty. He's, she was twenty, and he he's was 21. twenty-one. Yeah. She's. So she was found dead in a pool of blood under a sink in a bathroom yeah. of a room, a hotel room they were living in. Yeah. Of a stab wound. And but she was definitely murdered. Oh yeah, and he was like walking around wailing that he'd killed her. Yeah. So at first he was he was found walking around the hallways. Like, literally, like, screaming and shouting. Clearly, he was high when they arrested him um, on heroin. Like, they were doing hard drugs. Um, And he also allegedly confessed to the police as well. But then he recanted his statement. I I mean, when someone's that fucked up, like, you just don't. Like, I honestly just don't know. Who else was there, though? Well. Like, who else was there? But, as I said before, they had a party that night where people were just coming and going. Like, completely just coming and going. They had no idea who was in that room. So literally randos were in their house yeah, yeah. where they lived. Yeah. They had no idea. Yeah. Because they were drug addicts, dude. They were like, bring drugs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, man. So consumed by his grief over Nancy's death, a week after he was released, Vicious attempted to commit suicide by cutting his wrists, but was unsuccessful. He was quoted as having said, I want to join Nancy and keep up my end of the pact. We'll return to the packs later. After this, he spent time in a psychiatric ward before being released into the care of his mother. Oh, yeah. Solid. 
fucking decision there. Mm -hmm. Great. A short time later, his bail was revoked after he assaulted Patty Smith's brother. It, every every article was like Patty Smith's brother. Did I do research into who Patty Smith is? Absolutely not. So, Who's Patty Smith? Don't know, and we won't know. Can someone fill us in? Yes, yeah, anyone listening. Someone let us know in whatever way you can deem possible. Who's Patty? Smith? Who's Patty Smith? I want to know. So yeah, he assaulted her brother Todd. Um, with a broken Heineken bottle in the Hurrah nightclub, at which point he was sent off to Rickers Island Jail in New York and freed on an additional $10,000 bail, also paid for by his record label. Jesus, yeah. man. So to celebrate his second release from jail, Vicious and his friends had a party where the drugs were supplied by his mother. Less than four months after Nancy's death on the morning of February 2nd, 1979, Vicious's body was, Vicious was found dead of a heroin overdose by his mother and his then-girlfriend before his trial could commence, and consequently, the I'm NYPD closed the case. Can we just stop right there, real quick? So this chick, Sid Nancy, idolised by everyone, uh, she carks it. Four months later, he's found by some other girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And his mother. So he's moved on fairly quickly from poor Nance. I mean, arguably, yes. I suppose so. I didn't really look into this girlfriend. <coughs> that is outrageous. And his mother has literally s supplied her drug addict child with, with drugs. With the drugs that killed him. With the drugs. And then she found him dead. You don't get much more tragic than that. That is atrocious. It's fucked. And who, like, who thought to put him in her care? Yeah. The system fucked it up, man. Honestly. There are so many. That's what I mean. There are so many aspects and so many little details that come together to make this big shitstorm mm -hmm. that kills these people. Absolutely. Like Amy, Amy Winehouse. Absolutely. There are so many things that could have helped mm -hmm. helped that situation. Mm -hmm. People that supposedly loved her, mm -hmm. and they failed. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, system failed. Anyone that was really involved in his life failed. His family failed. Yeah. His friends failed. Yeah. Fucking his partner after Nance, clearly, whoever she was. Whoever the fuck that girl was. Failed. Yeah. You know, it's just tragic. Like, do these people have no one that genuinely... Cares about them. Cares about them. Yeah. Seriously, do they not have one single person? Because surely they had one single person that was willing to help them and bend over backwards, like any decent person. Yeah. You know, surely they could have helped or made some kind of difference, you know. That's just sad. Yeah. The lead singer of the Sex Pistols, John Lydon, I think I said his name was, he, um, after all of this happened, he regretted bringing Vicious into the band. He was like, I could tell that he was, like, not There's not going gonna be to a problem. be. That, yeah, that he didn't have, like, the self-control. He was too young. I essentially caused him to, like, spiral. And, yeah, he was so young. Dude, he was what? 17 when he joined the band. That is ridiculous. Right? He's so young. So young. And it's insane because the Sex Pistols, they disbanded. And, like, they, to this day, everybody knows the Sex Pistols. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. They're unreal. But it's just, I had no idea he was that young. I'm actually shocked by that. I thought he was old. I thought he was, like, in his late 20s. I had no idea. 21. He's a baby. Younger Seven. than us now. We have officially passed that age. He's a baby. Yeah. He's a baby, and he's earning an outrageous amount of money. Well, both of them yeah. are earning a ridiculous amount of money with an endless supply of drugs yeah. and parties and all of the things. And that people go just with telling him. them that everything they're doing is amazing. 
Because I like them. Yeah. That makes sad. Mm. I feel depressed. As you should. Jesus Christ. Yep. Sit and Nancy. Wow. Sit Nancy. All right. So, theories. There are several theories out there on whom, other than Vicious, could have killed Nancy. One of which are the two drug dealers who visited the apartment that night, um, as well as the fact that there was a potential robbery on the night, um, as a certain certain items, including a substantial bankroll, were claimed to be missing from the room. So there was definitely some form of robbery at some point that night. Oh, God, yeah, there would be. Someone took essentially everything of value in the room that they had. Oh, yeah, that's expected. I mean, they had people coming in and out. You open up your house literally anybody. That's the thing that I thought as well. It's like whilst you could potentially connect them at the same time, the room was open the entire night to, like, whoever wanted to come in and out. So Nancy supposedly – so the last time that she was seen alive was at 2.30 a.m. by this other guy. And, like, that stuff could have been gone already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in his book, Pretty Vacant, A History of Punk, Phil Strongman accused actor and stand-up comedian Rockets Redglare, which was the previous the guy? Oh, was it the security guard? He was the, the part-time security guard, yeah, um, of the murder, as he had delivered drugs on the night of the homicide. Throughout his life, Redglare vehemently denied the allegations to the media, but confessed to the murder to people in his circle initial group yeah yeah um some of these friends took his confession took his confession as confession? truth confession mm-hmm. took his confession as truth whilst others insisted he enjoyed exaggerating stories for attention so you're oh so saying you literally stabbed the chick to death yeah it's a good time yeah you should definitely stay friends with that one i'd say mm, yeah exaggerating but he story. literally he said that he did it but then also but i feel like so in hollywood there would be fuckheads who would be like oh yeah i totally fucking stabbed her because I think it's going to make him seem cool, which is disgusting. There are sick fucks out there that would absolutely do that. But then but also, also, he was the last person to ever see her alive. He was. Yeah. Where was Sid during all this? Well, he was apparently passed out from the 30 barbiturates. Oh, sorry, you're right. All the drugs. All yes, the drugs. All which, the drugs. which there are witnesses who say that they saw him take these 30 pills. And I'm that sure he was he... knocked out cold. But he was the one who called the police at 11 a.m. the next day. So he called the police at 11 a.m. the next day. Does, does he rem- did he remember the night? No. He says he was asleep when she was killed and he woke up to find her. Oh, right. What's like the, what is like the most, what is the most accepted solution to this? Well, the thing is, every, every, time after... you, every time you hear about Sid and Nancy, everyone's like, yeah. He killed her. They're famous because he supposedly did. You know, that's... Well, the thing is that the NYPD closed the case after he died. They didn't continue investigating. So they, even if there was a chance that someone else had killed her, they didn't do any of the forensics. They didn't take any of the evidence. They didn't interview any of the people. They didn't do anything that could have potentially shown Vicious as not guilty. They had an assumption of him being guilty, and when he died, they closed the case. But they didn't even investigate properly. He didn't even make it to his own trial. Jesus. So my stance on it is that I don't think that there was enough done to show that he definitely killed her. He was an abusive fuckwit, and he was disgusting, but there's not enough evidence to show that he definitely did it. There were enough people going in and out of that apartment where there would have definitely been reasonable doubt. 
And he was seen taking an amount of drugs that should have killed a normal human, killed a normal human. So he was passed out cold and supposedly comatose, according to the people who were at the party at the time. How did that not kill him? What is he? Some kind of drug drug lord? Well, I mean, he'd been doing drugs for a very long time at this point. It ain't no thing to him. Apparently. It ain't no thing. It ain't no thing. Really? <laughs> God, that's weird. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so... So Rocket himself doesn't believe that Sid actually murdered Nancy. Yeah. Um, he has publicly stated that he thinks one of the drug dealers that he had seen in the lobby of the hotel on the night of Nancy's death was the one who committed the murder. And then finally, there is a theory that some believe Nancy stabbed herself um, as part of a suicide pact that Sid and Nancy had together. And that comes back to... The, what he you didn't tell me about so what they had a suicide pact well when he was like i wanted to hold up my end of the pact that bore the idea that there was potentially a suicide pact and that sid was too fucked up to go through with it on his end but she stabbed herself and then he didn't and he couldn't save her because he was fucked up he couldn't call the police or anything like that so that's another theory wow Wow, oh, there are so many twists and turns. So many twists and turns with this. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. I feel like a suicide pact would be very, uh, you know. Uh, I think it's pretty Sid and Nancy, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, you know. On brand. On brand. That's, yeah, that is yeah. what I'm looking for. It's very on brand for them, you know. Like, what, sitting there burning each other with cigarettes and all kind of insane toxic shit that is mm. shouldn't oh my god whether or not they intended to go through with it i would fully believe that they had made a suicide oh god yeah absolutely, like, absolutely. So i feel like for, for me that's like super that is like the most believable theory you know because like what there's no no one looked into it to show that he didn't or did or did there was no investigation it was just like you know, so there's no investigation and there are so many different you know how many people were in and out of that apartment that night, you can't be like, oh, yeah, he did it. Like, he was absolutely an abusive, batshit crazy fucker. And but they, they were, like, like, notoriously surrounded by, like, shady people. Like, shady people who were supplying them drugs, using them for their money, like, were just there because they knew that they would get free drugs and, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, not surrounded by a good crowd who cared about them. Well, no one in their lives, yeah, of course. No, yeah. but no one, like, think about it, a lot of famous people who are like that are really surrounded by people that love and adore them, otherwise they wouldn't be in that situation mm. in the first place. Mm. But for me, that, like, suicide pact seems like the most, of, I don't know, on-brand kind of yeah. theory. Whether or not it was that she actually was, sta- like, she stabbed herself, I believe that there could definitely have been a suicide pact. Like, it seems so on brand for them. God, yeah. Yeah. That dodgy security guard. I probably think the security guard did it, is my personal opinion. I think it's the most likely. Because think about it. He was the last person, and he reported her being alive at a certain time. Yeah. And he was the last person to see her alive. I don't think that Sid would have done it if if he had taken 30 pills. Mm. No fucking way. He had taken 30 pills, and every person in his life, believes that he saw Nancy as the most important person in his life. And he was inseparable with her and he was obsessed with her and they loved each other. But on the other end of that, he was still an abusive asshole and he was abusive towards her. There was proof of that. 
maybe not necessarily throughout their entire relationship, but definitely in those last few months, yeah. he was abusive towards her. Yeah, I feel and like... And so once you show that little sign of violence, it's like, well, what are you capable of, you know? The thing is, like, I always think that if a, like a man is capable of hitting you even once, once they've done it the first time, they can keep doing that. Exactly, yeah. They can keep doing that, and it only gets worse. And it only escalates. Yeah, it, it, it never gets any better. Once they've done it, that's it, you know. So, but, yeah, I think like, her stabbing herself seems so unlikely. The amount of, like, ah, like, think about, like, the... the if she was fucked up, what kind like, of mental on drugs, state would you but have if she to was be fucked up to on physically drugs, stab yourself? If she was fucked up on drugs and was hallucinating or something, though... True. And then she was like, they were having that conversation in some capacity, whatever it was, or she thought she was having it or whatever. Like, she obviously, they were fucked up, just straight fact. And if they were fucked up to that degree, she could have been like, okay, let's do it. This is it. This is the moment. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. But I just mean, like, if she was just, I don't know, I very much doubt she was just drinking. But in my head, it, it would. She wasn't, surely... she wasn't just drinking. Absolutely not. No. But, you know. <laughs> Can shut that one down straight away. But it's just a cheeky martini. I just, I think, just for me, like, I can't fathom being able to, like, even like, do anything remotely painful to myself. I can like, stub my toe, and I feel like as though the world is ending. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not joking about suicide at all, but I just, mean, <laughs> no, 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 but I just, I just mean like just the the kind of mental state you need to be in to be able to. To be able to do that to yourself in the fucking first place, I can't fathom. Can't fathom, you know. So to me, it's like. But then at the same time, both of them have tried to commit suicide multiple times, right? Yeah, exactly, multiple times, and pair that with the fact that they're fucked up on drugs, to the nth degree, like fucked up on drugs, like insane, like absolutely ridiculous. Oh god. Yeah, it's hard. This story is making me like tired. Yeah, the story is literally <laughs> making me want to like, like giving me anxiety. <laughs> the story is making me want to like curl up in, like on the couch with a cup of tea <laughs> with my dog. Sorry, and we've just... got ice cream waiting for us. Oh god, this is oh, really stressful. Yeah, it's Do almost I... like as though you know, not that I've ever um ever done drugs, but <laughs> it's almost like, <laughs> almost like yeah. so you shouldn't do them. I mean, not like <laughs> not heroin. No, that's no, a no. bit. No, that's a bit much. Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good yeah, so um, I'm gonna, okay, I'm, so <laughs> I'm gonna do the next episode, and it's not gonna be fucking depressing. How about that? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> good luck. No, good. Um, so in pop culture, this is like my last little bit before the sources. Okay. In pop culture, the 1979 song "Horror Business" by Misfits is commonly said to have been inspired by Nancy's murder, with song lyrics including "You don't go in the bathroom with me," and "I'll put a knife right in you." Allegedly, the band knew um, Sid Vicious as well. Then they like played, were supposed to play backing for him and stuff, which added fuel to the fire. Oh. So potentially there's a song out there that's written about them. Um, Nancy's mother, Deborah, wrote a memoir titled And I Don't Want to Live This Life in 1983. The title was taken from a poem that Vicious had written. So something interesting to note, which I didn't write down in my notes, but um, Nancy's family loved Sid Vicious. Apparently when he went over... He was obsessed with her. He was shy. Like, there was that shy aspect that people always talked about. Yeah. He was, like, really, like, cute and, like, super, like, like just, like, chill and, like, within himself. And, like, it was, like, them. Like, they just clicked. Yeah. So, like, when I said before that people thought they were, like, made for each other, they just, they, they were so 
like obsessed with each other mm. like in each other and just clicked you know what I mean yeah so it's just another interesting thing to note that like obsessed with if he, if he saw her as the only person in his life mm. which uh, allegedly they did they were it they were it for each other and they loved each other and it was like insane yeah then would he kill her I can't, that's what I mean, like, in, in my head. But like, also, to be completely alone after that as well, knowing, and he has stated that he was completely alone before Nancy. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine him doing that. But also in saying that he has been abusive. So you He has been know, abusive. You never know. You and never so you know. never know. It was an accident. But also, if I brought home someone like Sid Vicious, I think my mum would lose her bananas. But that was, she, the family was like, we didn't really know what to make of him because obviously they were like worried, but then he like totally changed their mind. And literally she titled her memoir of her life after a vicious poem that he wrote. Oh my God. Yeah. It's wild. Um, and then finally, obviously the most infamous Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Gary Oldman placed Sid Vicious in the 1986 biopic Sid and Nancy. Um, and Chloe Webb plays Nancy Spungent. Now, hear me out here. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer. Yes. Last night. Yes. Was I a little bit sexually attracted to Gary Oldman? <laughs> Everyone is, mate. A little bit. Everyone is. He looks so much like Sid Vicious. Yeah. In that movie. Like, but like hot version. But like hot. Version. Yeah, but like I watch it. I'm like objectively, you don't look hot in this film. But he, oh my I'm, god, I'm gonna I was her. like. Oh, stick one of those pieces of spiky hair straight up. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like, you have I to just take it to that place. I just you? honestly, man, like there's only so yeah. much one person can take. He looks so much like him. He doesn't, I don't think he necessarily looks hot in this movie. I mean, I'd fuck Gary Oldman now and he's like 70, but like in when in that movie, I don't think he necessarily looks hot, but like there's something about him that I was like, oh my god. No, but like Gary Oldman is a vibe. Such he's a vibe. Although he is um, a, like he is old, but he I would oh my god the I would ride him. Playing Nancy Chloe Webb, she's like a British actor, so she isn't really like known for anything. Super, like this is probably what she's most famous for. Um and other British films and tv series wow yeah no they both look so much like them oh yeah they do they did a great job so um the film put forward the idea so the film centered around the idea that sid and nancy um had a suicide pact Mm -hmm. but then they got in an argument and so vicious recanted um nancy died as a result of accidentally being stabbed when she ran at vicious when he had a knife oh that straight up didn't happen there there's no evidence for it, but they didn't do a fucking investigation, so there's no evidence for anything. Back to Gary Oldman. He is hot. <laughs> he's hot. Yeah, yeah. I approve. You see what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. Like, he's not, but he is. Yeah. It's just the Gary Oldman. We should watch that vibe. movie and then do, like, an episode surrounding us having watched that movie and going through the movie and being, like, commenting on it. Absolutely. Can we all just, like, uh, have a quick thing? Uh, Gary Oldman in, in Batman. Oh! <gasps> Hottest Commissioner Gordon of my entire life. So delicious. Oh, my God. He could tell me, he could yell at me like any of those police officers. You tell me to get into my car. You yell at me. You hot piece of ass. All right, can you stop? Gary Oldman. Don't objectify Gary I will fucking objectify Gary Oldman. Don't objectify Gary Oldman. Try and fucking stop me. If he has a problem with it, he can come and tell me himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so sources. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sources. Very important so we don't get done for copyright. Um, Nancy and Sid Vicious's separate Wikipedia pages, obviously very important to yeah. my research time. Um, the article flashback, Nancy Spungen found dead at Chelsea Hotel by Jessica Wakeman for Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Um, Sid Vicious is still punk's biggest mystery, 40 years after his death by Joe Summerland for The Independent. Uh-huh. The Trial of Sid Vicious, a classic report from the vaults by Larry Jeffy for The Guardian. Uh-huh. And Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen, their turbulent and tragic love story by Tim Ott for Biography. Uh-huh. And that is the story of, of Sid Vicious and, and Nancy Spungen. Oh, fuck, that was so depressing. Mm, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm going to need to find something, like, way happier next week. Well, the thing is, I was going to do a mystery. I was going to do something that was, yet again, kind of like us at the end being like, does that theory work, blah, blah, blah. And this was a little bit like that, but I was like... If but everyone knows it so well that it's... it's it's Yeah, like, it's obviously the most accepted theory is that he killed her for obvious reasons. Like, I would understand why some people would think that. I just don't think it's that black and white. Like, it was literally never – like, it wasn't investigated. So, like, nobody can actually 100% say yeah, that, that, that that happened. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want to do anything that was too similar. I think I was going to do – I can't remember what it was that I was going to do, but it was kind of a similar thing where it was, like, something-something incident, and I was like, it's, like, too similar to last week's one. Mm. But next week I know what I'm going to do if you don't end up doing one. It's um, a lazy piece of shit. Because you're a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. I know, I know what I'm going to do. Okay, I've well, got I'll, it I'll try and figure out something. I think you should. I will. I feel like it'll be fun if I... Once a week you do one, you. and then I do three. <laughs> once a month. Sorry, once a month you do one. I'll do one, and then, but that means I'm going to make it extra spicy if I'm only doing one. Well, you're allowed to do more. I just realistically don't want to put those kinds of expectations on you. Yeah, because that's not the kind of person I am. Currently. You've got more going on than I do. <laughs> I love uni. <laughs> I got a full-time job because I fast-tracked my degree. Okay, we get it. Choices. Email. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was our podcast. Oh, by the way, our podcast has a name now. Oh! Welcome to the Prince Street Review if you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> we should have said that at the beginning. Absolutely. We didn't even introduce each other. That's Skylar. Uh, this is Caroline. CJ, CJ, whatever you feel like calling her. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty flexy. Sexy mama Sita. Sexy mama CJ. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, and we've been gracing your delicious eardrums with our soft, supple voices <laughs> for the past <laughs> hour and <laughs> two minutes. That was so creepy. <laughs> soft, supple voices. Oh, delicious. Oh. Um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned. Um, we're kind of where I think that soon will be available on Spotify Maybe. and Apple. Um, we're currently in the review process. <laughs> if we pass that, then you out. will be allowed to listen to us on those platforms. Um, and we're on Deezer. I managed to sort that one out. So we're on Deezer and Stitcher. Don't really know. So that's another one that I'm not 100% on. But it's going to be spicy. It'll be fun. And thank you so much for listening. It's been delicious. And we'll see you next week. I love you. Goodbye. Good boy.